When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's coming up to quarter past uh, one. Well, I tell a lie. It's actually quarter past one on the dot. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday afternoon and uh, you've enjoyed your Sunday morning. Great to have your company here on Sports Central. Um, Chris Warren is my name. I'll be here until four o'clock with uh, that fellow over there. His name is Cowboy Dan. And only Jimmy Smith knows why. He's, well, you must know why they call uh, you Cowboy Dan. Look, he has explained it to me. You don't look like times. a cowboy. Have you got a swagger? No, no. It's a character in a movie. Parenthood? Oh, know. yes, yeah. yes, yes. Alan. Um, yeah, what's his name? I don't know. Jimmy knows all about it. He loves it. He yes. It's the best movie of all time. Um, oh, the, come on. The, who's the actor? Who's the actor? I'll tell you. Hang on. Uh, there's another one, too. A fireman movie. Uh, he's in it, too. Oh, well, uh, blank. Jack. Uh, no. 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 Uh, Steve Martin. Yes, thank yes. you. Yes, he's in that movie. Yes, there you yes. go. There you go. look nothing like him. Thank you. No. He's very he's good at He's tall, act. too. He's a very short. Not that short. I'm average height. Well, you're shorter than me, and I'm short ass. Yeah, I know. Well, but what's that make you? Even shorter. Very much. Are you on a stool over there? No. He's, he's a good actor, <laughs> Steve Martin. A very good actor. I like him. Uh, Roxanne. Roxanne. Roxanne was the movie. It's I'm sure song. he was in it. I could be wrong. could be wrong. I'll find out. 0457 736 736. Um, we're talking to the Norwich City manager, uh, Daniel. Um, his surname is F-A-R-K-E. Um, he's been – so he's very unlucky – you know, he's been given the axe. Um, his team hadn't won, but they won. So his team wins last night. They beat Brentford, and Daniel Farker has been told, you're sacked. So what other coaches out there, managers across any sport, you can consider unlucky? Oh, yes, right? He you was can... in Roxanne, by the way. Thank you. There you go. See? Yep. I haven't lost Steve it. Steve Martin, that Steve is. Steve Martin, yep. yeah. Um, there, is that, that's a topic you can send us through your thoughts. Any other coaches or managers who have been unlucky people? Um, to lose their job after winning or after good performances. Um, Gary was on the line earlier on. Was it Gary? Yes. And he was suggesting um, Johnny Morris at Cronulla consider himself mm. very unlucky to be given the punt there, and I agree with that. Julissa Apps was talking about it. Dean Pay, he didn't really have much of a shot, did he, at Canterbury with the squad that no. he had yeah. and the salary cap issues the, the team or club was still trying to resolve or emerge from. Um, Anthony Griffin was doing really well at Penrith, wasn't he? Yep. He was shown the door. He was. He's landed on his feet. Um, did some good work in, in the media there in, in co-commentary with myself. Really? <laughs> for uh, a yes, while. Yes. Well, that's, that was his springboard. He was, yes. That well, was his springboard to get back into the big time of coaching. Saturday night, Chris, of course. Yes, yes. Uh, we don't talk about that. It's a rival network. Yeah, we yeah. can't. Yeah, they don't uh, exist. No. Well, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, a bit. Yes. Anyway. I do digress. Brett Kamali, um, I haven't spoken to Noddy for a long, long time. Oh, it's a very, it's a pleasure to be talking to you, BK. How are you, Chris? Mate, I've missed you. I've missed you. We were doing those oh, Gallagher's no. Kangaroos every Sunday, and you've just gone off the scale. Mate, I've, 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 I've gone in the off-season mode. Obviously, since grand final day finished, I put the, I took the footy boots off, mate, all the work boots off, and um, give myself a, a rest from, um, Good. from talking football, but. Isn't it funny how you you just talked to Cowboy Dan there before? Steve mm. Martin. Yeah. If there's any a movie star that I could put character to you, it would be the cuckoo Steve Martin. Me? 
Yeah, you, you are out there. <laughs> you can play multiple roles that he plays. Oh, jeez. No, I didn't know <laughs> so how to take Cowboys that. Yeah, maybe work well together. Mm-hmm. Well, Cowboy's not – he's not a sensible one. I'm, I'm the more sensible one. Um, so how are you anyway, bud? Man, I'm going really well. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm good. It's, um, yeah, been busy. Um, obviously, football finishes, which gives you some weekends off and take mm. a breath. And uh, we come out of lockdown a few weeks ago, so – um, that was that was really nice, and yeah, I've actually started going to the office for my the, a role, the West Tigers role, which started in July. But um, it was yeah, state was in a lockdown, so and we're back at footy training, which is quite bizarre, isn't it? To think that we've gone from full lockdown to not sure what kids football are going to do, and uh, as long as you're vaccinated, you're allowed to come to training as of sort of last week. Well, talking of, of vaccination, I'm just reading this article here um, in the Sunday Telegraph, written by David Riccio. Um, uh, the Daily Telegraph, uh, Newcastle have become the first NRL club to record its entire playing roster as fully vaccinated. Um, I thought there might have been some others, but it looks like the Knights are the first really uh, to do that. Um, but there are a few players, Nod, too, and we might as well get your opinion on this as well. And it's not so much about where you stand on, on vaccination, but if you're an NRL player earning big, big bickies, uh, the likes of Nelson Asifas Solomona, um, Luke Thompson at the Bulldogs, and Penrith hooker Appy Corusau, they are headed for major issues because um, they are pretty much maintaining their anti-vax stance. I just think it would have been a lot simpler if the NRL was to make a mandate vaccination across the board, but unfortunately, well, it depends how you look at it. But clubs have been left to sort of form their own policies and they will have to then maybe even fight their own legal battles if they try and terminate a player who, who won't get the jab. You're right, Chris. It's pretty funny, isn't it? The, the game or the NRL is the head body that we all find contracts to play under have just handed. And everything you sign normally in an NRL contract has rules and um, restrictions, and these are the code of conduct and everything under the same NRL banner. But you're right, with this um, vaccination policy, it's, it's literally leave left up to their own clubs. Am I right in saying that the AFL, I think, did a full policy that you've got to be vaccinated to play? Yes, they uh, did. Uh, they're, they're across yeah, the ball, so, right? But And then uh, I yeah. think they have to prove or they have to get the double vax, I think, by May next year or then. I think they can be um, contract terminated. At the moment, the Rugby League Players Association has been busy the last week uh, talking with a number of NRL clubs because the clubs want to know, well, where do we stand on this legally? Um, contract right, law, yeah. et cetera, can we terminate a player? Because we need to free up a roster spot. Um, ideally, we want this. We want Happy Coruscant to be playing, but or we want Nelson to be playing, but if he can't fulfil his, his workplace agreement or his contract, i.e. Nelson can't come to his office, Amy Park, not allowed in there. That's right, yeah. It becomes, a, and as you said, Chris, the big problem with that is if a club moves a player on and there's unfair dismissal or you know, not... You know, I'm allowed to have my religious beliefs or vaccination beliefs and all those sort of things. So without the whole game strategy or the whole game backing the one decision, it's pretty tough to see where it stands. And you're right, it's going to be, depending on what club you play for, depending on what state you're allowed to enter, whether you, you know, whether at one stage, you know, you can say, oh, you're allowed to play every game in New South Wales, but if we play six away games, we're just going to not pay pay or play you for six away games. So yeah. it's it become very messy, which I would have thought... Uh, you know, Peter Volandis, the job he's done in probably, in some regards, saving the game and mm. getting it back on board and, and going through what we went through, the difficulty of COVID, I would have thought um, that, that 
I would have actually thought they would have just made it a, a pretty much a blanket rule. You want to play in the NRL and, and, and earn this money and sign this contract, or you have to be vaccinated for, just for the safety of the game? Well, it would have been easier, but you know, they've obviously got their reasons for um, taking the stance they have, the NRL. Um, but you're right, it, it, it just could be a, a minefield, and, and players might not be able to play X number of games because they can't travel here or there. These are the anti-vax players, but... And then I can understand, all right, well, you might pro rata deduct those games from their salary, et cetera. But what about training and all that sort of stuff? It's it just got to be such a distraction for um, for the likes of Craig Bellamy. I can't see how he would sort of stomach this. Anyway, they'll, they'll work through it. So you've joined, um, well, you joined some time ago, but you're working remotely pretty much. Your new role is, what are you, a development not development manager. Uh, yeah, pathways, pathways coaching manager. So, yeah, so all our junior side. So, Western Goldmain, Harabaki's SG Ball. Yep. Um, West Tigers, Jersey Flag. And then, obviously, we have um, Laurie Daly and Andrew Johns are playing that Group 6 competition. So, working from home, Chris, which has been good. It's been a learning curve and it's got my, my sort of feet under the desk and understand what the role details mm. and, and what I need to do. And as I said, now we're, we're talking to coaches and going to football training and trying to improve fundamentals if that's a, a pretty simple way of doing it core skills or basics being coached through at some age appropriate levels and all the, you know some of the NRL players and obviously you know, I had some meetings last week with with Mads and uh, Benny Gardner and, and Nathan Kalis so there's obviously you know, a bit of excitement happening at the West Tigers with some new coaching staff I've got a bit of an eye for talent you know I'm a, I'm a, a junior rugby league coach I'm still pretty green I'm in year three um, so if I, what, what sort of oh sorry I'm just taking the mic that oh, but what sort of age are we talking, Nod? Like, when do you actually identify? When do you bring these young kids into the system? I, I coach under oh, 13s, think, right? Yeah, well, we've, we've got development squads, yeah. So, uh, Belmain and West uh, pretty much have a summer development squad happening from the age of 12 or 13, where you just bring some kids, bring everyone in or talented kids in and um, give them some, you know, run through some skills and keep them interested and do some pre, pre sort of season training and then um, just monitor them, I suppose, as they go forward for the next couple of years. So obviously, you now Harold Matthews is that first age group you can come in at under 17s. Um, so mm. you know, these days you get sort of potentially some year young kids being ready to play uh, Harold Matthews. And, you know, as you said, you've, you, you'll know when you watch a kid play, sometimes there's one kid on the football field that you just look at and go, he's bigger, he's stronger. He's, you know, you always say that for a very young age. Oh, he's going to play out of rock. He's going to be a freak. But that doesn't always happen. But yeah, no, it it's doesn't. about sort of showing some love in our Areas in our backyard, which is Belmain West and mm. the MacArthur region, which is a, carries a big footprint of land. But um, yeah, we want all those local kids to feel like they're being coached and watched and, and mentored, and they have an opportunity to play for their their future club, which is the West Tigers. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like I coach, you know, I have coached the same team for the last few years, and and I won't give out names, but let's say little Johnny was a superstar last year, right? He was scoring tries for fun, scoring five tries a match. Then this year, the other teams, uh, they start going through puberty too and the under-13s, and, <laughs> and suddenly little Johnny, he, he was struggling to even crack the line. I'm telling you, this is actual facts. Oh, no. You might have someone in under-13s or 12s that is a bit bigger and stronger and they have reached puberty beforehand, and they they suddenly rapidly come back to the back to the field a bit. I know that the, the Penrith development system, their pyramid, if you like, sort of starts around about the under-14s level. That's where they start bringing them into the... Into the family. Uh, so Tim Sheens, has he arrived as yet? Uh, he's probably on a plane as we speak right now. I believe he's in the country tonight or tomorrow morning he lands in Australia. So he's had some difficulties getting back to Australia because of the flights out of England. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
as you said, Chris, he's probably in the air. You've you've been over there for and spent some time in the English Super League and done parts of that. And mm. um, so Tim's got a you know he's come back in a you know, a few months ago, created a, not a different role, but I suppose more more responsibility for him after that the club review happened. So yeah, I he told he, we have a Zoom meeting regularly with Tim, and he's pretty much assured us. I think he's home tonight or early tomorrow morning. He, he's straight into the office and he'll work for a few hours. But, Obviously, very tired eyes, and and back Tuesday, ready to rip into the, the new role and the success of the club again. Well, you know, and and you're, you're sort of wearing a couple of caps here. You work for us, and you work for West Tigers. But you know, we we the elephant in the room. I mean, obviously, um, Michael Maguire went through some issues, but the the club has backed him, and there's been some restructuring around the support staff and all that. So he's locked in. But still, there are whispers and murmurs about Luke Brooks and maybe heading to Newcastle. Um, but the West Tigers club has said, no, that's not happening. Um, sometimes where there's smoke, there's a bit of bit of fire. I mean, he's been at West Tigers for a long time, Luke Brooks, but will you have any sort of involvement um, in that sort of coaching role or, or to, to get to help help Luke Brooks in any way or not? Yeah, yeah, I have been asked to do a little bit of stuff with the, a little bit of kicking and a little bit of the spine coaching. So, yeah, so again, as I said, Ben Gardner is our... He's the new NRL assistant. He'll be sitting on the attack side of things. So I've been working with Ben a little bit with those core positions. So, you know, I feel sorry for Brooksy in some regards because once people know the contract that he's on and, mm. and there's pressure on him, and, uh, you know, he was amazing that first year and got put in as the next Andrew Johns with the hype and the expectations. I think, you know, I think he's been through four or five different coaches at the club and different styles and some huge up and downs. And, uh, yeah, I feel like he's the most... Not, I'm, going to, I'm going to say picked on because if you play no. having a role, you're entitled to have some criticism. But he's probably the most talked about player in the competition in Maligned. the last 12 months. Maligned mm. and not loved. And, mm. and easy bullied. And the West Tigers don't make the top eight. You know, it's always Luke Brooks's fault. So uh, I, I hope he stays in some regards. I hope he, 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 he works through it and he backs himself and the, mm. the club back him. And he wants to be a part of the West Tigers as well, which is a big part of it. If you don't want to be there, then you're probably not going to play your best football. So mm. um, I'd like to think the skill that he had... Um, the, the talent he's got, you don't lose it. You just lack the confidence or lack a bit of the, the players in and around you. So mm. I hope he stays. I hope he, he proves all those people that have been knocking him for years wrong and has a successful stint next year and, and, and regains a, that form that we thought he was going to be turned into a number of years ago. Yeah, well, you hope he stays. And I'm sure there are a lot of his teammates hope he stays. And there are probably a lot of fans that hope he stays. But... And on the side, probably a other, lot of other people well, that's right. <laughs> on the other side of the, and I've I've got a few mates, mate, that, that are West Tigers fans, and and they wouldn't mind if Luke Brooks went. Um, nothing against him, but he may well he may well do better to have a fresh start at a new club if that is Newcastle, or or wherever else. So it's unfair of me to ask you about that, but you hope he he does yeah, stay I, there. I think he'll be. Yeah, I hope he stays there. You know, Adam Dewey and Dane Laurie were great last year. You know, for Pierre, um, Dane Laurie for his first NRL season and Dewey playing a bit of 5'8". So Adam's coming off a, a reconstruction, so he'll miss the first start of the season. But I think Jackson Hastings will be a good signing, good help for Luke, Luke Brooks and, and Tyrone Peachy. He's a, you know, he's a bit of off-the-cuff player, but everyone needs that Jersey 13 ball player these days. So I think there's... I understand what you're saying. I think there's exciting times if he stays, but also for him it might be a... You know, like a fresh start and a bit of relief when he if he does leave. And he's been under pressure from day dot, as you pointed out. Joey John said, "Hey, you know, I remember, I remember years ago. Watch this kid, you know." And it probably has. Yeah. Um, he has carried those expectations through his his. Oh, I can't say young career because he's been around for a while now. But uh, then I see uh, was it yesterday? Uh, Joey coming out saying um, now that he's working back at Newcastle, he thinks he can 
do some really good things for Luke Brooks. Anyway, watch this space and see what happens there. Other young players that have come through with number sevens on their back, like you wore, Noddy, and they've gone straight to the top of the tree in terms of the earnings. Um, the likes of Ash Taylor, he now finds himself without a club and he's being paid a 1000 a week at the Warriors, I believe, on a train and trial contract. Do you think we? Be, yeah. What's what lies ahead for Ash Taylor? Well, Ash, the, the ball's in Ash Taylor's court. You know, he, you know, Sean O'Sullivan has left the Warriors and gone to Penrith, so there's obviously a backup opportunity there. Um, Chad Townsend was there for a short term. Sean Johnson returns to the Warriors. Um, Ash Taylor was probably the best Holden Cup player a number of years ago when he played for the Brisbane Broncos, and then yep. that's why the Titans paid him the astronomical amount of money he got. Um, sometimes at a young age, moved to the Gold Coast. They weren't super successful. Um, you're on a million dollars a year. You can just put your feet up a little bit and relax. And, you know, this will hopefully make Ash Taylor want to play rugby league, want to train, want to prove to everyone that he wasn't just sort of that one hit or, or a couple of year wonder. So, you know, it's it's a big reality check for him. He's in Ash Taylor's court. Um, I think he's got some talent. I think the current game played how it is now with the six to go rule and the you know, sometimes the momentum is in favour of the attacking side. You get the play over that advantage line. He's got a great kicking game, Ash Taylor. So um, the thing will be whether how hard he wants to train and how much how much practice he wants to put in Monday to Friday, because that's where the that's where I think where you see the good players make it. It's not so much what the good players are earning; they earn the money because they have the ability to repeat week in, week out, do the basics, nail the big plays, great execution. Mm. You know, if and if he was to, if he wants to watch someone the last few years, watch Nathan Cleary. Um, he's the best halfback in the competition by a mile. Calm, relaxed, builds pressure with the kicking game, plays football when it's on. They go through their processes. He stays calm. So mm. um, Ash Taylor, as I said, was was the best holding cup player coming through the competition. Actually, the guy he was probably competing against at the time was. Today, Tamara Martin coming through was the best Holden Cup player, probably five eight. was the best halfback in that era about five or six years ago. You know, so it's different how their careers have gone off. Tamari had time away because of the bleeding on the brain, and mm. Ash goes and earns a million dollars a year for a couple of years. You know, so, mm. and now they're back fighting for their careers again. Yeah, and uh, I wish Tamari Martin all the best there. So um, hopefully yeah, he can definitely. he can make it work at at, at Brisbane Broncos. Um, you talk about Nathan Cleary then, and uh, he's you know he's still um, working very very hard and a brilliant player. We know what he can do off the pitch. I think he's still got some lessons to learn in terms of social media. He needs to probably um, just pull his head in a little bit there. But away from that, I see that the Panthers they haven't wasted much time uh, filling their roster for places just days after sacking Tyrone May. So they've um, picked up a bit of a journeyman, Sean O'Sullivan from the Warriors. Yeah, well, Sean O'Sullivan, one of, I think he was an SG ball player out there at Penrith a long, long time ago. And, and, and again, he looked a very similar clone to Nathan Cleary when they were coming through. I think Nathan was the holding cup halfback and Sean was the SG ball halfback. And they were very similar. Sean probably just had a few injuries. And as you said, he's been that journeyman. And, and, and you know, the big part about, I think, for a player in key positions, if they've been in a club that has, a, has had three or four different coaches, it's different philosophies, different thoughts. Starting, swapping, changing. So in some regards, I think you forget about what you got to do. And Sean O'Sullivan, um, really good player when he was younger, but because he's been in three or four, potentially five different clubs, I feel like you forget what, what you are or who you are. You forget what made you the player you were to start with or what was your strength and weakness. So mm. uh, I would recommend to Sean O'Sullivan um, just work out what he's really good at and what he wants to be, you know, what's his making of him or the player he is and just 
just played it at the start with and gained some confidence, and then all of a sudden the, the, some of the other flashy stuff can come later. So, yeah, I wish him all the best. And as you said, he's, he's you know he's travelled around and then filled that position. But yeah, I, I, in, in my mind, I think they've done the right thing, Penrith. I, I think the decision they made with Tyrone May was the correct decision. Some of their postings have been up after the grand final, have taken off the gloss of what's been a, an unbelievable two years for the Penrith Football Club in, in local juniors to you know winning games to losing grand final to six players making State of Origin debut this year or being part of the Blues winning campaign and, and now winning the competition. So it could have been done with a little bit more class or, 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 mm. or less postings on Instagram, I suppose. You um, at, at West Tigers, you're part of that squad now, the, the, you know, the coaching and development squad. They've had a bit of restructuring there in terms of assistant coaches for Michael Maguire. So too, uh, the same thing has happened at Parramatta. So Michael Ennis and Paul McGregor um, have joined the Eels. I mean, astute appointments, do you think? Oh, yeah, I, I think they're both very successful. You know, I, I think I read that they both had great careers, which is correct. You know, Mick had great success and uh, transitioning into you know a really successful media career now, and Paul McGregor was, you know, has been an NRL head coach. Um, he, I think he was due to be City New South Wales under 19s coach this year, unfortunately, which was cancelled mm. because of COVID. That he obviously played the NRL, but yeah, so obviously Mary's got a taste for football again. They will, I imagine, just be like specialist coaches. So Mick will look after the dummy halves. Mary will look after those outside backs. Mm. Um, you know, the Parramatta fell so short again for two years in a row now and what's needed to take the next step. They've invested in Brad and the other two assistant coaches for a number of years going forward. So maybe they think we'll bring in this extra bit of specialist coaching and just fine-tune some of those two positions. So, um, yeah, again, another club that's probably under a little bit of pressure and continues to be under pressure because everyone wants to, you know, win that premiership and they're, they're going through the longest drought in, in the game at the moment with not winning a premiership. All right. Did Mick have to get, give up his Canberra Raiders gig, or is he doing both roles? Do you know? Well, I would presume. I don't know. I don't know mm. whether Rick's done a rebuild and you know, moved Mick on, and now Mick's happy to you know try and find a role in Sydney rather than driving to Canberra every Less week. travelling. So, yeah, I know. Leaving out traveling. of that. Yeah. Well, we'll see if Mick supports Parramatta more on Fox Sports now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Nod. Hey, mate, thanks for the chat. Always good to chat, mate. Uh, enjoy. Oh, look, I'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. But um, if yeah. I don't, enjoy, um, well, your next few weeks and, and sort of rolling into summer. Thank you, Chris. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate. There he is, uh, Brett Kamali, the Nodster. A uh, good fella, isn't he? And doing he, he will do some good work at West Tigers uh, in his new role there as uh, Development Pathways Manager. We're going to talk some... We have a chat to him um, about what happened overnight in the EPL and also about this Norwich City manager with, uh, I guess, an unfortunate surname.